Welcome, everyone, to the NBA podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I am your host, Munaf Manji, and joining me tonight, riding solo, is the man, the myth, the legend. It's Sleepy J. Sleepy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm hanging in there. Not uh, not overly um, excited for today's NBA card. Not a whole lot going on, only two games, but hello card tomorrow. Ready to break it down. Should be interesting. Yeah, we're going to continue with uh, the NBA in-season tournament group stage games for the Friday schedule in the association and only two games on the Thursday card in the NBA. The Indiana Pacers take care of business at home as a three-point underdog. I think that number maybe I closed closer to uh, two in that game with the lose uh, news of uh, Damian Lillard uh, being ruled out an hour or so before game time with a calf injury. But Giannis... After getting ejected in the game prior on a Wednesday night, comes out and drops 54 points in a losing effort for the Milwaukee Bucks. And like I mentioned, the Pacers take care of business. And we also have uh, in the midst right now the Mexico City game between the Atlanta Hawks and the Orlando Magic. Now, Sleepy McKenzie not able to join us tonight. And many of you know that he does live in Sin City. Sleepy, what are the odds he's getting himself into trouble tonight or painting the town red? Mm, I'll say probably three to one that he's uh, that he's getting in trouble. The only reason why I know that he's probably behaving is that he had a long night last night. We did the dream pod last night. A lot of great content. It's Vegas. So there's, (laughs) there's a chance he had a party or something to go to. He might be acting up. You know, if we see him in the newspapers, you know, then I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, I know the F1 is in town starting uh, next week in in Vegas, so uh, we might not know what goes down, but a lot of people don't know uh, the two hardest working uh, guys over at pregame, at least in my eyes, Sleepy and definitely McKenzie Rivers. Uh, But hey, we'll get Mac back hopefully tomorrow night for the NBA pod. Um, Sleepy last week. A pretty good day for us as far as our best bets went. We did go 2-1, and one, another winning week or another winning day, I should say, for the NBA pod here. McKenzie cashed the under in the Suns and the Sixers game. Uh, that was the early start last week on Saturday. Uh, I cashed in on the Magic plus the two uh, in the first half against the Lakers. And I know you had the under in the Celtics and Nets game. Uh, the Nets... Didn't do us any favors if they gave up 124 points as uh, you had the under in that game. But, um, hey, it's a new day. It's uh, We're going to turn the page, and hopefully we can continue our winning ways here uh, for our best bets. So what we'll do tonight, we'll uh, preview some of the games on Friday for the uh, group stage of the NBA in-season tournament. Uh, we'll talk about some of the premier matchups in that game. We'll give out our best bets as well. Uh, obviously we also will do our Friday five, uh, for the Friday night card and also give out our player prop best bet for the Friday card as well. Uh, sleepy. We have, uh, two marquee matchups going on Friday evening in the association for the group stage continuing that started last Friday in the association. I'm not sure sleepy if you caught any of the, uh, color scheme, the, the courts are are uh, definitely an interesting look. I'm not sure if you caught any of those, my friend. I did. It's a little janky. You know, when you watch <laughs> basketball every day, all day, you you don't see courts like that. So it's kind of like a little weird. And I know that yeah. um, there were, I don't know what you would call 
not necessarily groundskeepers, but the courts keepers, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They had some lines that were painted, you know, incorrectly. So they were like moving the lines in and out the three point line, free throw line, stuff like that. So it's a challenge, I think, for us watching it a little bit and a challenge, obviously, for, you know, some of the people that have to go and put those courts together. But the more I watch it, the more I think it actually looks pretty cool. But at first I was like, oh, it's kind of weird. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I dig it a little bit. Yeah, I think I had the same reaction as you. I thought at first I was like, this is a little too much going on. But I think when you kind of actually like watch the games and even the jerseys that they have, the, you know, the new uh, type of jersey, I think it blended really well with the court. Uh, I, think, I think it just takes a little bit for uh, our eyes to adjust to the courts. But like I mentioned, a couple of intriguing matchups on the Friday card. We'll start uh, with the new look LA Clippers visiting the Dallas Mavericks. Are currently the consensus odds are the Mavericks as a two-point home favorite with a total of 231. The James Harden era is not off to the greatest start for the LA Clippers. They are 0-2 thus far season in the Harden era. Uh, they did drop the first game with uh, James Harden making his debut against the New York Knicks by 14. And then they followed that up also with a loss to the Brooklyn Nets by seven points. And sleeping in both of those games, the Clippers failed to reach 100 points. Now they do travel to Dallas, like I mentioned. Do you think these offensive woes continue in this game against the Mavericks, or do you think the Clippers slowly but surely will be able to figure it out as they get more games uh, under their belt with their new look starting lineup? I absolutely think that the offense is going to get it going. It would not surprise me if this is the game that they get it going in. And I wasn't surprised that the Clippers' offense was going to be bogged down a little bit. Uh, I think they they just played Brooklyn, I think, the other day. Am Am I right about that, Brooklyn? Yeah, they yeah they took the uh, second uh, loss to Brooklyn um, by seven points. I think that game ended with a final score of one hundred to ninety three. And what was interesting about that, and I'm not sitting here pounding my chest, but that was the best bet that I had that I sold to my clients, and I was looking at, it and I'm like, this game doesn't seem right. Like I think the total opened up. I want to say at like two twenty six and a half. It was uh, at one point when I had, when I ended up releasing it, I was like, I like the under 231 and a half because one, you know, I respect Brooklyn as far as, you know, a defensive type of team. I don't think they're like a high output type of offense. But when you had a player like James Harden into your offense and, you know, maybe like a Dame Lillard or something like that, like those are guys that you have to kind of cater to their game. And I think it just takes a little bit to kind of go ahead and get those guys a little bit integrated. But the Clippers had a little bit more of a challenge. The fact that you have Kawhi, you have PG, you have Russell Westbrook. Now you add in James Harden. And I could understand why the offense would struggle because they're like, let's like Westbrook's been out there doing his thing, right? Let's make sure he gets his touches. Now Harden's part of the team and we don't want to leave him out. Let's get him his touches and PG and Kawhi. And I felt like it was going to be an offense that, just struggled to find its rhythm. And we know these NBA teams, they're running and gunning. They're, they're always in some type of a rhythm. So I was not shocked about that. But I think after three, four games, I think the Clippers will be okay against the Mavericks. And one of the things the Mavericks have done, you know, more this year than, than probably the last two years prior, is they're starting to run with a little bit more pace. They're not just a slow, grinded-out type of team that's looking to go ahead and play defense. They're looking to run a little bit more. And this total... In fact, actually, it did the same thing that that Clippers game did that I was just talking about, how it's gone up, I believe. what You said it was like, what, 231, right? 231, yeah. Yeah, so this total to me 
actually feels a little bit high. So um, as far as the pick, I, I'm actually going to give you a best bet. But as far as the side or the total, I'm probably going to end up looking to go ahead and pass the side and total in this one because I think I'm just going to be all in on my best bet here. Yeah, I think I do like the under in this game here. Um, I thought 231 was a little inflated. I mean, you take a look defensive rating wise for both of these teams. The Clippers actually sit at number six as far as defensive rating with a a rating of 106.8. I know Dallas right now um, through the first uh, eight games are at number 23, uh, 114.1. Um, but I think that for this Clippers team, there's obviously been a commitment on the defensive side of the basketball and also for the Mavericks. I think the conversation was, is that are you going to get any type of defensive effort from the backcourt of Kyrie Irving and, um, and Luka Dantich, right? So I thought looking at this number, especially with the way that the Clippers have played in their first two games here in the James Harden era, that I think that number one, as you mentioned, as they get more games playing together and building that chemistry that it may take them a couple more games before their offense actually takes off. But I think this is going to be more of a playoff atmosphere type of game for me where I think the defense, especially with the Clippers will be locked in. So I thought the two thirty one was a little inflated here. I didn't have an opinion on this. I didn't have an opinion on the side. I passed it as well, but I do like the under in this game at two thirty one. but your best bet for the Friday card sleepy is in this game. What do you got for our listeners? You know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play James Harden over his assists at six and a half. And I know it's it, maybe it's a little bit risky being that you know Harden just showed up in town. He hasn't gone over this number yet, but he played two defensive type teams. He played the Knicks in game one. You know, it was first game, so you probably wouldn't expect a whole lot. And he played Brooklyn, and both of those games you know, were rather low scoring games. I don't even think they went over 200 or 210 points. Let me double check here. 210 in the Knicks game and uh, 193 only in that Brooklyn game. So we're looking at a total now of 231. So obviously more more scoring. But I think they're going to ask Harden to go and play a, a role very similar to kind of the role that he played when he was with KD and, and Kyrie in Brooklyn, where it was like, look, man, like you're going to get your shots up, but we need you to be more of a distributor. They already have Paul George. They already have Kawhi. Let's just take Westbrook out of the equation for now. I guess I can kind of ask you this question now before we before I go any further. Do you think that this big four stays on the floor together, or do you see Harden or Westbrook going to the bench? Because I, I have a feeling it's going to be Westbrook that goes to the bench because that's a role that he already played. It's not like he's going to take a back seat. I think, like, yeah, he'll be a little bummed out about it. Yeah. But I think when they're like, hey, Russ, like, we have a legit chance to go ahead and, 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 and win a title. We know that you can go ahead and play there. We know that you accept that role. You play very well there. You're comfortable there. So that's the only thing that I can see. And I could actually maybe see maybe a little bit of that taking place in this particular game. I agree. I think uh, we, when you, myself, and McKenzie talked about the James Harden trade actually going down, that there was no question that they were going to start with these four guys and Ivan Zubac in the starting lineup. And I think for Ty Lue, it was going to come to a point or will come to a point that he may need James Harden or Russell Westbrook coming off of the bench with that second unit. I think knowing the pl- the type of player and the ego that James Harden has, Russell Westbrook is more of that team player 
that will come off the bench with that starting unit or sorry, with that second group, um, you know, either it's him coming off of the, uh, you know, coming for the first one off the bench and James Harden going to the bench and then him starting Russell Westbrook with that second group in the second quarter, whatever the case might be. But I think that it's going to end up having to happen is that you're going to have Russell Westbrook, Terrence Mann um, coming in the, with that second unit in that in the second quarter or however Ty Lue figure out those configuration and those lineups. But yeah, I agree with you that this is going to come to a point where, yeah, I think Russell Westbrook eventually, we'll see when it happens, will be having to come off the bench for this LA Clippers team. And I remember that conversation that we had and we were talking like, it probably makes more sense for this team to be kind of like a well-oiled machine a little bit early to have Harden come off the bench first because if they were going to need scoring, well, we know that Westbrook at times can struggle being a scorer. Me personally, I would rather Harden come off the bench because it could be like you can run this entire second unit by yourself and then you can come in and you can change the version of James Harden from scorer to distributor, and I think it just works so much better. Eventually, I think that Ty Ty Lue will probably try to go ahead and, and at least just check that out and see how that looks. But like you said, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, ego involved here. And James Harden is coming to this team new. So, you know, do they want to piss off their newly acquired, you know, point guard? Probably not. But I do think that you're looking at probably like a big game either either from Kawhi or from PG. And I think that they look to Harden to go ahead and be a distributor and say, let's see what this looks like. Can we get him to 9, 10, 11 assists? Let him go out there and, you know, take his, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11 shots or something like that. But... I don't think we see a game in which Harden's, you know, putting up 15, 18, 20 shots in this game. So I'm looking for him to be more of a distributor because if you look at what this team's done their last couple of games, the results haven't been good. So something has to change. And I think now Ty Lue probably says, like, let's go and let's get Russ to the bench a little bit more. Let's get Harden in that point guard role. And let's let our shooters in Kawhi and PG go out there and do their thing and let them cook. So the six and a half, I get it. It's lined right now at six and a half. His uh, what first two games here with the Clippers, he had six in game one, five in game two. I think he goes well over this one. Um, I'm going to make that my best bet. I've, I've just I've convinced myself that that this is going to be the role that he takes in this game here. Dallas Mavericks uh, allowing the seventh most assists to their opponents thus far this season, and also uh, in particular to that point guard position, they are allowing the. Uh, also the seventh most assist. So I think that you're spot on with this one, just despite him not going over this number, I think that we'll see uh, James Harden more in a facilitator mode uh, going forward for the LA Clippers. Second uh, game of the night here, uh, Sleepy, we're going to preview is going to be the Los Angeles Lakers. They are visiting the Phoenix Suns. We're currently uh, the Suns are a four-point favorite at home with a total of 222.5. And, and the Phoenix Suns looking for some revenge in this game against the L.A. Lakers, where earlier this season, these two teams matched up in L.A., where the Lakers came from behind in that fourth quarter, outscoring the Suns 28-11, to and the Lakers got a five-point victory in that game, 100-95. to And some injury uh, news for both teams or concerns, I should say, for both teams here in this game. The status of uh, Anthony Davis is up in the air. He did miss the last game against the Houston Rockets, but Bradley Beal did make his debut for this Phoenix Suns team against the Chicago Bulls, where the Phoenix Suns did win that game in overtime, 116-115. And Devin Booker uh, has already been ruled out for this game against the Lakers. And 
Sleepy, look, the Lakers this season, not a very good road team thus far. Uh, they are 0-4 on the road. They are just 1-4 against the spread on the road as well. And their last game against the Houston Rockets, they took a 34-point loss. And they come into uh, Phoenix looking to get their first victory here. But let's start with the spread here, minus 4 in favor of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, any opinions on the side or total for this game? I kind of like the Lakers in this one. And I would I would actually take the four points now. Because we know Booker's not going to play. Beal will play. But I think it all comes down to AD. But let me just say this. like If, if, if AD, if he doesn't play, this line probably goes, I don't know, maybe like Phoenix minus six, somewhere in that area. But if he does play, I think this probably goes to like Phoenix minus one. And then I have to take a look at the Lakers without AD. And I actually think that, if you put both of these teams on the court together with no AD, these teams are, are are pretty damn even. And a lot of the reason why I say that is is because, like, this Lakers team knows what it's like to play without Antonio Davis on the floor. And I think they'll be okay. But I think the Suns are still going through a little bit of a transition where it's like, okay, we don't have any Booker. Now you're going to go and you're going to add in Beal. And that just kind of it kind of makes things a little bit a little bit awkward. I get it like the Suns won their last game, but it was against the Bulls. Uh, Phoenix actually had a pretty big lead in that game to go ahead and start on mm-hmm. the first quarter, and then they just pissed that away. So I do have concerns overall for for Phoenix. I mean, they're going to be good once Devin gets back on the floor with Beal and they, and they kind of work it out. But I'm not I'm not that worried because I don't think the Suns are really all that worried right now. I think there's a team that knows that they're going to be pretty damn good when, you know, when all when push comes to shove. But right now, I think the Lakers are looking at um, maybe what we all saw on um, on social media the other night, where LeBron ended up going ahead and he ended up dumping that pass outside instead of taking it to the rack down one, and um, it just it shines some negative light. So I think at least LeBron comes out and gives everything that he has, and I think the Lakers team. Uh, goes out there and they do everything they can to go ahead and fight. Four feels like a little bit much. I would take the four now. And look, if AD plays, we're going to be in a pretty good spot. And even if he doesn't, I think that, you know, even if they're laying six or something like that, you still have a pretty good chance for them to go ahead and pull the upset. So I'll take the Lakers plus the four right now, and that is available on FanDuel. They had a great point that you make about uh, Bradley Beal coming back, right? He is officially listed as probable uh, in this game against the Lakers. But I think something similar Maybe not to the magnitude of what we just talked about with the Clippers, about James Harden finding his way uh, with his teammates. Because Bradley Beal, that's, that was only his first game back, or his first game of the regular season, I should say, with this Phoenix Suns team. And again, he hasn't played with any of these guys in in a real NBA game. And I think that it'll take him some time as well. And I also believe that uh, Coach Frank Vogel came out and said that he's going to be on some type of minutes restriction as well for Bradley Beal. For the Lakers... Anthony Davis right now officially on the NBA injury report is questionable, but they did get uh, Rui Yachimura back. And I, I agree with you. I like the Lakers side here with or without Anthony Davis. I'm not sure that the Phoenix Suns should be warranted as a four-point favorite in this game. And again, we saw what you mentioned about the Chicago Bulls where they did have a lead down that stretch, but they went scoreless for the final four and a half minutes of that game. They'd make a field goal and the Chicago Bulls came back Force overtime to only lose that game by one points to the Chicago Bulls. But I think for the Lakers, um, 
they they obviously motivation should not be a question that you're coming off of a 34 point loss you're going up against a phoenix suns team that you're going to be competing with um you know for a playoff spot and all these head-to-head matchups are going to matter and i think from a chemistry standpoint right now for the phoenix suns they're still kind of going through it with guys being in and out of the lineup where like you mentioned with the lakers it's guys that they have been playing with you know from last season and you again like i mentioned getting rui yachimura back We'll see what happens with Anthony Davis. I know they're still missing Gabe Vincent and Jared Vanderbilt, but I think LeBron comes into this game, um, you know, firing on all cylinders, being the LeBron James that, you know, we have seen throughout his career. And again, um, I, I do like the Lakers side here with you here at plus four. And I tend to agree that if Anthony Davis does get ruled out, this number does creep up a little bit uh, for the uh, Phoenix Sun. So plus four for the Lakers here with me as well. Looking to get their first road victory of the uh, season um, this year. So, maybe anything else we want to mention for this Lakers and the Suns game? I don't have a whole hell of a lot more. I like how you said Hachimura, and don't forget about Christian Wood either. I, I yeah, it's not like I think that they can go ahead and fill the role for AD, but I think piecing those two guys together, like with Wood, you can get the defense. You can get mm-hmm. uh, at least with Hachimura, he's a guy that's not afraid to shoot. So he'll go out there and he'll fill it up if he needs to. So, again, that was another reason why I was looking at AD. I'm like, all right, if, even if he's out, at least I have guys that could fill that position in that LeBron's worked with before. So that's pretty much all I have in that game. Again, it would be the Lakers or nothing for me. All right, let's get over to our best bets for the Friday card. Sleepy already gave out his best bet in the Dallas Mavericks and the LA Clippers game. Uh, I'll give out my best bet here, and I'm going to go with the Minnesota Timberwolves visiting the San Antonio Spurs. They right now are laying six points in San Antonio. And Sleepy, I'll be honest, I thought this number would be a tad bit higher for the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, going into San Antonio. So I'll start with the Minnesota Timberwolves here. They're sitting at 5-2 and on the season. They did drop their opening game of the regular season against the Toronto Raptors, but since then they have won five out of their last six games, including four straight wins. More importantly, the Wolves are 5-2 and against their uh, spread, and they have pretty impressive victories uh, in their wins thus far this season. They've beaten some of the best teams in each of the respected conferences in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference, right? They handed the Denver Nuggets their first loss of the regular season, who they've looked like they haven't missed a beat after winning the championship last year. They also uh, handed the Boston Celtics their first loss of the season, um, and they've won each of their five victories by a minimum of seven points. Now you take a look at this Wolves team as well. They are right now currently the number one defensive rated team, the best defense right now uh, in the entire association. They have a net rating of 10.5, which is the third best in the entire league. And then you take a look at the San Antonio Spurs. Two of their three victories thus far this season were against the Phoenix Suns, like we had talked about last week. But since those three victories, or so there's two victories, they've lost three straight games. They lost to Toronto by seven. They got hammered by the Indiana Pacers by 30, sorry, 41 points in their last game in New York in Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. They took a 21-point loss. And now the San Antonio Spurs team is the 30th ranked defense in the entire league, which is uh, the worst. Also, over the last three games, they are the last four games, I'll say this, they've allowed at least 120 plus points to their uh, opponents, 126 to the New York Knicks, 152 to the Indiana Pacers, and that's in regulation. 
and they gave up 123 to the Toronto Raptors. And now you come again, like I mentioned, taking on a team in the Minnesota Timberwolves who defensively have looked really uh, good. Rudy Robert is looking like that player he was with the Utah Jazz, anchoring that defense. We've seen Anthony Davis play some stellar defense as well. Uh, and this team right now, the Minnesota Timberwolves, I feel like are a little bit undervalued right now in the Western Conference. So I think they come into San Antonio here. No look ahead uh, for this uh, Minnesota Timberwolves uh, team either. I like them here minus the six going into San Antonio to take care of business against the Spurs. Do you have any thoughts on this best bet? I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With pick six, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Well, I don't want to throw any shade in your pick, and I also don't want to go ahead and put any um, whipped cream and cherries on top. And I'll give you a couple of reasons why. The Timberwolves are a team to me that I would probably say that that was a team that I bet quite heavily in the past. And recently, especially since they got like Rudy Goldbear and then they bring in Edwards, I was like, this is going to be a damn good team. Now, you match them up with Cat. I always thought this team was going to be – I actually thought they were going to end up – there was a chance that they could end up being in the finals. Like, I thought that they had the chance to, like, be that good. And then they just disappoint me. And there's games in which, you know, that they should probably go out there win, games that they should go out there win and cover. And it just seems like they let me down all the time. 
And it's not like it's game after game after game. It's more of me just picking the wrong spots with this team. So for for me, you, you remember how we were talking maybe a podcast or two ago when I was like, you know that team in, in the NFL, like the Tennessee Titans, like that, that just that blah ugly? Yeah. It's not that the Timberwolves are blonde ugly to me. I think they're a great team. It's just me. I just can't seem to ever get them freaking right. So, like I said, not going to go ahead and throw any shade on your pick. But as far as the Spurs are concerned, you have to be worried about them. Defensively, they're absolutely terrible. But the only thing I could say positive here about the Spurs and that it, it w- what would worry me more than anything is the fact that they're going to actually be healthy for this game. So it's one of those situations where it feels like a double-edged sword to me, but your handicap is rather convincing. And the one thing that I like about what the Timberwolves are doing now is they're slowing down the pace, putting defense as a priority. And that is something that I don't think we saw a whole hell of a lot of last year. And I think that that was some of the struggles between Cat, Colbert, and Edwards. Is like they, they just they didn't seem like um, they were playing the brand of basketball uh, all together at the same time. It feels like that they are now. So if this is a team that's going to go ahead and adopt kind of a new identity, going up against a team like San Antonio who's not um, – Let's just say they're not bulletproof. That they, they have a lot of holes in their game. The Timberwolves can come in here and beat them up pretty good and make a statement. So um, I would be with you more than against you. But it, that, that team just seems to let me down. So I'll give you some good news. I'm not going to take them. So it's probably a good thing. Hey, I'll put my 3-0 best bet uh, record uh, on the line here with the Minnesota Timberwolves minus the six. So to recap, our best bets, I'm taking the Minnesota Timberwolves minus six against the San Antonio Spurs. And Sleepy has James Harden over six and a half assists against uh, with uh, the L.A. Clippers uh, going up against the Dallas Mavericks. Sleepy, the NBA season is in full swing. And also college basketball just kicked off uh, this week as well. We have some great promos going on right now over at pregame.com. So first, you could get the NBA or college basketball season access from any pregame pro of your choosing for only $4.77. But you have to make sure and use that code NBA to get that reduced price. Currently, the normally the normal price is $5.75. But if you use that code NBA, you'll get that reduced price of only $4.77 for either the NBA season or the college basketball season. Now, if you want to get both of those packages, you want to get an NBA, you want to get college basketball as well from a pregame pro. Normally, the price for that is eight seventy-five, but again, if you use that code NBA, you can get it only for seven seventy-seven. Again, make sure you use that promo code NBA, and that's for any pregame pro. So for the hardwood floor, so make sure you go to pregame.com. Uh, for those season access packages for either the NBA, the college basketball season, or if you want that combo as well, we are definitely going to give that for you. But that's not all, Sleepy. What else do we have for our listeners? So if you enter code NBA25, you guys will get a free $25 for any NBA pick that you want. Free pick for you guys there if you use NBA25, and uh, hopefully you guys will find a handicapper that will go ahead and get you guys on the right track to winning. There we go. All right, Sleepy. As we continue the tradition of uh, what you and Max started, the Friday Five. Um, last week we announced, or the prior week we announced uh, a winner of that, and they uh, got rewarded their bulk dollars. And Sleepy, 
I'll hand this over to you. The last week winners were. Do we have a team name yet or no? We're going to have to come up with a team name. What's our team name? You can come up yeah, with we, it. Yeah, we got to come up with something. I think that's something <laughs> to write down on the to-do list for us. But, um, yeah, last week, myself, uh, Sleepy, and Mackenzie Rivers were the winners. So we'll give ourselves a little pat on the back here, Sleepy. Um, and then we will continue the Friday Five. So, again, uh, how it works, you just pick five players, uh, any players that you think are going to score the most points, uh, put a team together of five players, make sure to go to pregame.com under the contest uh, tab, find that uh, Friday five uh, thread and just insert your five players and then we will accumulate the numbers and announce the uh, winner on the Saturday pod. And last week, uh, we did take uh, the winnings there, so we'll give ourselves a pat on the back uh, for that. But, uh, Steve, let's give, uh, kick off our Friday Five. I will hand this to you to lead us off with our Friday Five. All right. So before we move ahead, I do have to let everybody know that this is the way that this worked last year. I don't think we won last year, but one of the things that we did say there, Manoff, was that if we win, we can do this two ways. We can either be happy say we won and we can go ahead and we can go ahead and offer another 55 pregame bulk dollars to the winner. Or we could sit here and we could talk smack, talk a bunch of trash. And then what we'll do is we'll double it to 110 pregame bulk dollars. If you win this week. So Manaf, I'll go ahead. I'll let you go ahead and you can kind of make the decision here. If we're just going to be nice, we're only going to give 55 bucks tomorrow okay. for that 55 pregame bulk dollars for that. Or, if you want to sit here and talk a little trash, we'll go ahead and we'll double it for the listeners. What do you think? You know, you guys welcome me with open arms uh, on this uh, NBA pod this season. So I'm going to be a man of the people. I'll be the nice guy here. You know, we're, we'll double it this week for uh, for our listeners here. So uh, we'll, we'll put uh, we'll, we'll double the price this week of the bulk dollars up to one hundred and ten. And I'll just mention this sleepy before you kick it off with your uh, with the Friday five here. It, it only took uh our second or third pod for me to uh, nudge you guys in the in the right direction to get a victory here this season so i'll talk a little shit to you guys and then i'll i'll uh, uh, leave our uh leave our listeners with uh something more to be desired uh for this uh upcoming friday five well i have no problem talking trash especially <laughs> when people are going out there and they're putting sga in their first five picks the guy didn't even play <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> yet another guy he ended up with De'Aaron De Fox. He was ruled out two days prior. Another guy had the same pick, and I was like, this is like stealing. Like, <laughs> we got to wake up these people. So if you guys are listening to this and you plan on entering your picks, please at least make sure that the guys you're putting in there at least are going to play or live. So, you know, don't don't make it easy on us. I mean, this was like – it was like stealing. It was like taking candy away from a baby. So, yeah, we're talking trash. But we'll go ahead, since we're talking trash, and we'll make it 110 – Pre-game bulk dollars. If you take down, we got to come up with a team name, but I don't think you'll be able to take down myself, Manoff, or McKenzie anytime soon. Yeah, so uh, let's kick it off with our Friday Five. I'll, I'll start it here. Um, I'm, I'm going to lead it off here with Joel Embiid. Uh, they're taking on the Detroit Pistons uh, in this game on Friday night. And Joel Embiid, I mean, look, the guy is an, on an absolute tear so far this season. He's averaging 31.7 points per game. He's done really well in his career against the Detroit Pistons as well, averaging, let's see here, 28.7 points per game 
in his career against the Detroit Pistons. So I will lead it off there with Joel Embiid. Um, CB, you want to? We'll just kind of go back and forth here. So I'll start with Joel Embiid. You want to go with our next guy? Yeah, I'm going to go back to the guy that helped us cash. Actually, I believe he was like one of the best guys in our roster in our last contest there, and that was Desmond Bain. I think he had 30, I think he had 38 points for that in that game for us. So I'm going to go right back to him here. And a lot of the reason is just like, you know, this this Grizzlies team doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of scores on this team. Desmond Bain's the best player on the team right now. He might even be better than John Morant, to be honest with you. Mackenzie and I talked, you know, very highly of Desmond Bain last year and uh he was the guy that we actually said if he's in or out of the lineup he actually moves the line like a point point and a half and i think that that is true again this year one of the reasons why i like him in this particular game against utah i don't respect utah's defense at all and i think memphis coming off of a loss i think they're going to be a little bit motivated bain didn't actually go out there and have a, a pretty big game uh he was i think he only had like 15 points in his last game or something i know it was really low so I think he comes back with a vengeance here. I think Memphis will look a little bit better. I mean, they are starting to get a little bit gritty. You know, they finally got their first win. So Desmond Bain, I think he's got to go in there. Would not be shocked if he has another big game for us. Love it. Yeah, they're hosting the Utah Jazz uh, this uh, on Friday night. And Jazz, we know, not one of the uh, great defensive teams, especially on the road thus far this year. Uh, for my next pick, I'm going to go uh, to uh, Luka Dantage. Uh He is going to be taking on the L.A. Clippers. And look, I know we mentioned when we talked about this Dallas Mavericks and the Clippers game that the Clippers were one of the better defensive teams uh, in the association. But it's very, very, very difficult to slow down Luka Dantage, And we've seen that all throughout his career. On the season, he's averaging 31 and a half points for the Dallas Mavericks. And these two teams have history, right? They've matched up in the playoffs as well against the Clippers in his career. He's averaging 32.3 points in the playoffs against the Clippers. He averaged 33.8 points and to Luca standards against the, uh, the, the Toronto Raptors. He did play 38 minutes. He did get up 26 shots in that game, but he was only 11 of 26 from the floor shooting 42.3%. It was only two of 10 uh, from the three point line. He did finish with 31 points. Definitely up to Luca, uh, what he's done during the regular season thus far. But I think this is going to be a game where, again, Luca is going to ball out against the LA Clippers, and um, especially with a backcourt there of James Harden, who, let's say, defense is definitely a uh, not a priority for James Harden. So I think Luca Dante should be able to take advantage of the backcourt, even if it is Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard or Paul George matched up on him. Luca is always a difficult matchup, so I will go with Luca as uh, player number three for our Friday Five here, Sleepy. All right, good pick there. I'm going to go ahead and kick in LaMelo Ball. I think he has a pretty big game here. He had 34 points in his last time out against the Wizards, so they're going to go ahead they're going to run it back here. And I wouldn't be surprised if he goes ahead and kind of has like a duplicate effort here. Here's one of the things that I like to do. When a point guard has a big game against a team that he just saw, because the point guard's the guy that like sees the entire floor. He understands what's working and what's not. And one of the things that worked for LaMelo in the last game was his shooting. He was 13 for 22, went out and had 34 points, 3 for 9 from 3, got to the free throw line, and his assists were down. And I don't think he minds not being able to assist the basketball if he can go out there and get up his shots and have a lot of success. So another game in which there's a high total. And Charlotte, 
they got blown out in that game. They got beat by 16 points against the Wizards. I think that LaMelo goes out there and has another big game, and I'm not concerned that he scored all those points in a losing effort. I think a lot of it was just the teammates around him didn't do a whole hell of a lot. So I'm going to kick LaMelo in. I wouldn't be surprised if he has 30-plus in this game. Yeah, I like this uh, pick here as well, especially that the Charlotte Hornets are not going to have Terry Rozier in this game. And, no, that's another guy uh, in the backcourt for the uh, Charlotte Hornets that averages 20-plus points per game. So that's just going to be opening up more shots for LaMelo Ball. And also early on in the season, I know Coach Cliff, uh, Steve Clifford came out and said that LaMelo Ball was going to be on a minutes restriction. Well, that look, that restriction looks like it's been lifted because of the injury to Terry Rose here, and they're a little bit thin at that guard position. And again, over the last couple games here, for LaMelo Ball, he's played 36 minutes and 39 minutes. So I expect that to continue uh, on the Friday game against the Washington Wizards. Um, CB, I'll wrap it up here with Jason Tatum as our fifth and final pick. Uh, they are going to be going up against the Brooklyn Nets. And last week, these two teams matched up where the Celtics get, did get the 10-point victory against the Brooklyn Nets. And in that game, uh, Jason Tatum finished up with 32 points. And he's coming off a game. Uh, against the Philadelphia 76ers where it wasn't a Jason Tatum type of game. He played 37 minutes. He only got up 14 shots in that game, only made six. He finished that game with a season low of 16 points, did have 15 rebounds in that game, but I do expect him to bounce back in this game against the Brooklyn Nets. And Nets defensively started off the season real well, but they've definitely taken a dip uh, when it comes to defensive rating. I think that and despite you know him coming off a game where he shot 6 of 14 against the Philadelphia 76ers, I think this is going to be a good bounce back spot going up against the Brooklyn Nets, who defensively, um, after the first couple games of the regular season, uh, they've definitely taken a dip as far as defensive rating goes. They are now down at number 24 as far as team defensive rating. So I expect Jason Tatum to bounce back here against the Brooklyn Nets. So again, like I mentioned, he did have 32 points in his uh game against the Brooklyn Nets last Saturday in Brooklyn where he shot uh, 50% from the floor, 6 of 10 from three-point land in 41 minutes, uh, finished the game with 32 points and 11 rebounds here, Sleepy. Well, I like our five guys. Again, um, hopefully it's not as easy as it was last week. So if you guys are looking to go ahead and pick up some pregame bulk dollars, like Manoff said, go to pregame.com, go into the forums, and you'll see the link where it'll say Friday 5 Contest. Enter your five guys that you think will score the most combined points. Manoff, myself, Mackenzie will go ahead. We'll put our five in there. Make it a little bit more difficult on us this week. I mean, don't be putting guys in there that aren't even playing. Because um, I just X'd them out. Because you got to have five guys. Otherwise, it's it's not like it's not going to count. But you're going to need a an output like Giannis had tonight where a guy goes for like 55 points to, in order to go ahead and make up for a player that's not out there. So it'll be interesting. But to be honest with you, I think we're going to win again. All right, Sleepy, let's get over to our player prop best bet for the Friday card. And last week, our winning streak ended where we had LeBron James to go over three and a half uh, turnovers. He did finish the game with only three uh, turnovers. So we got hooked uh, on, on that prop, but we were pretty close. But we are three and one on the season with our player prop best bets. And this week... Uh, we're going to go over to that game between the Utah Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies. And we're looking maybe at a player that the market doesn't uh, hasn't accounted for properly. 
Uh, and that's going to be John Collins, his points and rebounds to go over the projection right now of 22 and a half as it stands. And there's a couple of reasons why I like this uh, prop here for John Collins. Number one, they are going to be the Utah Jazz without their starting center, Walker Kessler, for at least two weeks. He is dealing with an elbow injury. And I think that number one opens up more opportunities for a guy like John Collins to get his, uh, you know, compensate for the rebounds that Walker Kessler was getting. So in the first game without Walker Kessler, uh, John Collins finished the game with 14 points and nine rebounds. And that number on his rebounds did bump up where in the previous two games, he had six rebounds each. And that number went up to nine in that game against the Pacers. Also, I do expect the shot volume to go up for him as well. He did have, he has three straight games of 14 points thus far this, uh, over the last three games is uh, what I should mention. Uh, and they did play Memphis earlier this year, did the Utah Jazz at home, where John Collins finished that game with 16 points. He had 12 shot attempts in that game. So when we're looking at it from a perspective of who's really going to fill that void with Walker Kessler being out uh, for the uh, Utah Jazz here, I think John Collins is in a prime spot here. And Walker Kessler on the season was averaging 8.3 points, but more importantly, also 7.9 rebounds for the utah jazz but i think john collins will fill this void uh the void of walker custer very nicely so points and rebounds here over 22 and a half for john collins here sleepy what are we thinking about this one you know i could tell that you know what you're talking about when it comes to player props because you don't actually look at the player that you're wagering on you look at the other players around him or other players on the other team and that's how you win at this when you're betting player props, you just don't look at the guy and just be like, oh, I think he's going to do this. Well, why? Because this player is going to affect this player. And the fact that you identified Kessler as the guy that you were looking at, I really like this pick now because I'm looking at another guy on Utah that I think actually helps out John Collins here. And I think it's Jordan Clarkson. Utah hasn't won a game in how many games now? It's like one, two, three, four games in a row they lost. And mm -hmm. look at what Clarkson did in the last game. Shot 23 times, put up a ton of shots. You end up losing that way. Go back to when Tron Collins was more productive, at least on you know the, the point scoring. They were winning games at least. So I think that they, they say, look, we don't have Kessler. We need to get the ball out of Clarkson's hands, and we need to go ahead and kind of dummy this down a little bit. And let's go back to actually what was working a little bit. More marketing, more Collins, more ground and pound, down in the paint. And I think Collins are going to have a big day. I don't want to say that I think – that he can just go ahead and beat this number on points alone. But I think there's a pretty good chance that he's well into the 20s here. So I actually like this prop quite a bit. And I feel like we're getting a pretty good number here. Yeah, I love it. I think that, again, like I mentioned, I don't think the books have adjusted for this, uh, for what John Collins is going to be able to do in the absence of Walker Kessler. And also, I like the point that you made about uh, Jordan Clarkson maybe looking to be a little more passive in this game and maybe find John Collins to get some more points in this game here as well. So CB will look to start a new winning streak for our player prop best bet. But thus far this season, best bets have been going really well for us and we are three and one for our player prop best bet looking to start a new winning streak. I am the Friday night card. Sleepy, anything else we want to mention to our wonderful listeners before we get out of here? Buckle up and buckle in. I mean, this is, a time of the year where you just need to be, you know, when you need to be responsible, right? I mean, there's college basketball, college football, NBA, NFL. Uh, you got hockey, you got golf, you got all these sports out there. 
And sometimes you get in over your head. Sometimes you're wagering a little bit too much, betting way too many games, way too many, way too much volume. You know, you start chasing losses, not thinking about, you know, the proper wagers that you should be making and thinking about it all. Distill down what you feel that you're good at and um, and kind of just focus on that for a little while uh, until some of these sports start, start to at least thin out a little bit. So I'll leave you guys with that. But, um, you know, hopefully everybody does well over the weekend. I hope I'm thinking out that I'm going to do quite well. Yeah, I hope so. We can continue the winning ways here on the uh, NBA podcast with a great start thus far this season between myself, Sleepy, and Mackenzie Rivers. We'll be back uh, on uh, Saturday night. Uh, we'll put out a pod for the Saturday games, so look out for us then. Till then, good luck with your bets and enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you guys down the road. 